Hello and welcome to this mini episode of Law Talks. In this episode, I'm going to explain about my experience applying for the graduate LLB. I think there's quite a lot of confusion around the different areas and pathways that you can take into law. So I'm going to start by outlining how I chose my direction into a career in law. So I think probably the most obvious pathway into law would be to take the undergraduate LLB degree um, once you finish school. And after that, choosing either the solicitors or the barristers training course, which takes usually around a year. Um, But for a lot of people, they don't know that they want to study law when they're at school and they sort of come to it later in life or they may want to study a different degree first. So that's the case of both me and Katie. Even if you do decide to do this as a postgraduate, there's still lots of different ways to eventually become a lawyer. Um, So I'm going to kind of overview some of the ways and the one that I'm currently um, going on the path of. So you can do the GDL, which is a one year course, and it's basically a fast track law degree. Um, And that's available at a lot of universities such as BCU. Um, And you apply for this much later in the year. It's not like applying to UCAS. And when you, once you've completed this, you can go straight on to either the solicitors or the barristers um, course, which we'll touch on later. Alternatively, a number of universities offer a two-year law degree, um, and this is called numerous different things. It can be called senior status law, the graduate LLB, or just graduate law. So this kind of takes a little bit more research around to sort of see which universities offer it. And... This is essentially a three-year law degree, but placed into two years. Choosing between the GDL and the graduate LLB is a completely personal choice. Sort of depends how long you want to stay at university, the amount of time you want to spend studying the law. And I suppose one thing would be that the two-year law degree, you have slightly more um, time to study the law and potentially time to do more optional modules. Um, So really, it's, it's up to what what's suits you as a person how long you're willing your timeline of studying to be. Once you've made your decision they have very different timelines of applying to the different degrees so that's something that you want to when you first start considering law research and work out so I decided that I wanted to go down the graduate LLB two-year route rather than the GDL. So one nice advantage about applying for this course is that you apply for it through UCAS. So if you're a postgraduate, this is something that you've done before. Particularly if you're a relatively young postgraduate, you'll have done it quite recently. Um, So some aspects of it will be familiar. However, you'll probably be applying through UCAS individually instead of through your college or school, which you would have done sixth form. You can re-link up through your school or college, however, you then need to meet their internal deadlines, which might not suit you, um, particularly if you're studying at the moment or working. So in my situation, I applied for the graduate LLB during my third year of my university course, which obviously meant that I had to work around different deadlines at university while also applying. So something you need to consider when if you're applying as a postgrad or a current undergraduate student is the um, tuition fee situation. When you're applying for your first time, you're entitled to four years of tuition fees. However, if you're If you've done a three-year degree and then you're applying for the graduate LLB, that means that you're not entitled to full coverage of tuition fees at university. So that's something you need to consider. The price of the graduate LLB is the same yearly price as any undergraduate degree, so it's £9,250. There are options depending 
which um, route of law you want to go. The different inns of court for a barrister offer different um, financial scholarships and help if you apply during the year that you're applying for the graduate LLB. So that's one option. There obviously are different bank loans and things that you can sort out. But And if you're a solicitor, I know that there's sometimes the option of um, making training contracts and things like that that then they help towards the cost of the degree. So that's something you need to think about as it's slightly different from your first undergraduate degree. So to give you guys an idea of UCAS deadlines, I registered for UCAS in August and the deadlines that you have to meet if you're applying for Oxbridge or a medical course, which I'm sure you're most likely not for law, it's the 15th of October. For all other courses, you must have submitted your application by the 26th of January. So that gives you a bit more time. Um, and then for all offers that you receive before the 19th of May, you have to accept one offer by the 9th of June. So it kind of essentially takes up the whole year, but the majority of things that you'll be doing for UCAS is sort of September um, to January kind of time. So the most important thing to start with is to research your choices and where you want to go. So if you've already decided on the graduate LLB, you need to look at the area that suits you best. So the most obvious things to consider are the course, the location, um, the sort of university atmosphere. And then you need to also make a decision whether as a postgraduate student you would have the option to live in halls or whether you'd rather live by yourself or with friends in the area. So I fairly early on had a little look at a few unis that were quite local to me, um, just if they were on my list of courses I was interested in to check that I also liked what the university university was like. It's definitely more difficult at the moment as um, universities are kind of just opening up anyway due to COVID. So open days are quite limited but a lot of them you can do online and have a look at um, different online tours which which is very helpful. It is quite different from how it was when you're applying in sixth form, at least I found it that way as you don't really have any university experience when you're at school whereas you kind of you sort of know what you like and what you don't like um, as you're a bit older. I think it's very helpful when you're already at university because you have quite a good view of what university life is like. So then filling out UCAS by yourself is slightly different. You have to be really careful to check all your details where um, for my case my school was very careful checking them for me and you need to be careful about not getting locked out of your UCAS and things like that so keeping a really careful look of your password. So you fill in initially just details about yourself and then you fill in your different exams that, and results that you've already received and you have to be really careful with this because any information inputted on UCAS that ends up being incorrect can result in offers that you've offers that you've received being withdrawn even if it's completely by accident so the best way to do this is to use your exam certificates to be really careful and make sure that you're putting in the right things um, as there's lots of different versions of GCSEs and A-levels so once you've done this the kind of main thing that people think about that takes up time for UCAS is the personal statement so my tips on when I was writing my personal statement for law is to really keep in mind that universities appreciate that it's very unusual for people to have studied any law before they come and study at university. Therefore, it will be slightly different to other subject personal statements as it won't be so specific to actual um, legal documents and things like that. So I focused more on work experience that I've previously had or books that I've read and I think kind of finding some sort of pathway between them and how they all link together was really really helpful for me um, and it helps you to sort of start and finish your personal statement very succinctly.
Uh, second part that can be slightly more tricky with UCAS if you're not affiliated with a school or college is your reference. So most universities, unless you have a valid reason, you have to have a reference with your UCAS and this needs to be from, for example, if you're a university student at the moment, a tutor or um, yeah, your personal tutor at university. If you are at school, usually your school will already have someone that does your reference. It might be your form tutor or someone like that. Um, and they usually do that as they have control of your UCAS. They sort that out for you. At university, it's far more independently run. You need to make sure that you email your tutor in plenty of time um, of your deadline for your UCAS because you can't submit your UCAS without your reference. So you fill in their details on UCAS and send it to them, but you also need to make sure that they're aware that they need to do this. And um, they also, if you're not affiliated with a school or college, for some courses you will need a predicted grade for whatever you're studying at the moment, and that will be the job of your tutor or whoever you're, you've asked at university to give your reference. You need to make sure that you're aware of the predicted grade that you need and that they agree that that is your predicted grade as they're slightly less um, structured at university whereas at school you get given predicted grades. So that's sort of the main admin part of UCAS and I suppose my biggest tip but it kind of takes longer than you think to fill out and sort so you know as early as you can get started in August before you come back to university or you know if you're on a summer holiday from a job it's the best it's the best time to really focus on it and then an important thing to also focus on before hopefully you start university again is looking at whether you're required to do any admissions tests for the courses you apply to. So for the graduate LLB and applying to UCAS I think admission tests are slightly more common and they're very university specific so first of all if it's something that you don't want to do you need to be really careful when picking your choices that they don't require any of these tests. If you do pick a university that requires the test you need to be very careful of the dates that you need to take your test to match up with your UCAS and more importantly you need to give yourself enough time to do some preparation for the tests. So for example I took the LNAT when I was applying through UCAS this year. This is where pre-preparation is really helpful because I was managed I managed to book my LNAT so that I took it before my university term started as university terms tend to start a little bit later than um, school terms. And so you can essentially start taking your LNAT from the 1st of September and you can book it from the 1st of August. So that's really important. So I was able to book to take my LNAT in September. You have to have taken the LNAT in the year that you're applying for it to count for that year's UCAS reference. If you've taken it previously, it doesn't count for the new year application. The LNAT is difficult because, as I said before, you need to expect you to have studied law before you come to study it with them. So it's more of an analysis and showing your skills than actual knowledge test. Um, so in that case, I found that the most helpful preparation was practicing questions. I bought the ultimate LNAT collection guide and I just essentially worked through as many questions as possible before the LNAT. And that's kind of the majority of what you can do. There's different courses and things that you can sign up for, but it really it really depends on what suits you are and how worried you are about the test. I suppose my biggest top tip about the LNAT would be that it's supposed to be really challenging and it's a fairly strange environment. You go to a test centre where people are also doing their driving tests and things like that and you sit it and it's fairly time pressured. So I would just say I wouldn't panic about how how difficult it feels while taking the test. It's also quite strange because you don't get your results until February where you have to have already handed in your application. So I actually still haven't got my LNAT results, so fingers crossed. But so it is a kind of unusual situation of a test, but it's really just testing certain skills and I would my 
I would just really recommend practice when doing it. I had the sort of unpleasant situation of I opened up my LNAT book that I'd ordered and the recommended revision time um, would, I didn't have that amount of time left already. So yep, I would really say give yourself as much time as possible to order all the materials and then you can see how long they, because the start of the books always recommend how long they would say you should revise for the LNAT. So um, yeah, I would really get those materials nice and early, just so you're not taken by surprise. But okay, I spent about two weeks preparing for the LNAT and that was, that was a, I felt, a suitable amount of time. A few other unis run uh, their own specific tests. I can't give much advice on this as I didn't have to take them myself. I know that Cambridge has their own specific admissions test for law. Really, that's just up to deciding what you want to do and how you want your choices to suit you. So... Once you've handed in your choices and you've sent off your UCAS, it's essentially just waiting and it's really hard to predict when when you'll hear back um, from law. But once again, it's important to know that different universities do have things after sending your application. Some courses conduct interviews, some are more like online courses. When I One of my choices was the University of York and I sort of had to do this online. I suppose you'd call it almost a course going through to see they showed you examples of what the teaching is like at York and then you had to confirm that you felt that this would suit your style of teaching and yeah there's just different different things that you need to do within different deadlines usually they're quite short and some courses do interview for law and they tend to be before Christmas kind of time so I suppose my top tips for them would be really brush up on your personal statement if you were really organized and you wrote it in August you probably will have forgotten parts of it by December particularly if you've been studying a different degree around that time so make sure that you can talk about and fully explain all parts of your personal statement but other than that I've probably said it multiple times now they don't expect you to know lots about the actual law or um, areas that you're going to study in the degree because it's not something that's typically taught in schools so therefore a focus on more current affairs or showing interest in reading around and also being able to present yourself in a clear and eloquent way I think is kind of the main things too important about to focus on for an interview and I suppose one of my biggest tips would be that is to have some sort of practice interview before it can be completely casual with your parent or a friend but just practicing trying to explain yourself clearly out loud I think doing it at least once before your actual interview can be really helpful so that you don't realize early on in the interview that you're actually not not quite sure how to put um your thoughts into understandable words so that would be my my main tip but I would really I'm really excited to study the graduate LLB next year and um the two-year course I felt really suited me as it gives me a bit more time to study law and then I have a few more chances to take on different work experience and have different opportunities that universities offer so if it's something that you're interested in I'd really recommend and I think that applying through UCAS even while you're doing things like a university degree or working is very manageable I would say honestly the biggest hurdle that I found was researching and choosing the different areas and understanding what I had to do so hopefully this little small guide of all the steps you need to take will help um, with any applications in the future.